This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Deborah Howell and today we're going to find out about COVID-19-induced strokes and other long-hauler neurological side effects of the virus. Our guest today is Dr. Nima Ramazan, Medical Director of Neuroscience and Stroke Program at Long Beach Medical Center and Memorial Neuroscience Institute. Welcome, Dr. Ramazan. Good morning. Great to have you with us today. So why have the number of strokes increased throughout the pandemic and beyond? So what happened with strokes was that during the initial part of the pandemic, as a result of the lockdown, we, we actually saw a dip in the number of strokes as people were very scared to go to hospitalized settings. However, as time went on, we've seen that the COVID-19 virus is associated with a state where strokes and other cardiovascular risks can be increased. So as a result of that, we have seen an increased number of strokes in COVID-19 patients during this time. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Now, if you had COVID-19 but have now recovered, do you have a greater risk of stroke? The, the COVID-19 virus is associated with what we call a hypercoagulable state. That means the blood is able to thicken. The way the virus affects the body, it, it makes the blood thicker. As a result of that thickening that happens in the acute phase of the virus, there's an increased risk of stroke. So at the time when the virus is affecting a patient, we are seeing that as we move away from the initial infection, the chances of having a stroke becomes less and you go back to your initial risks of stroke, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, that that increase the risk of stroke. Okay, well, that's good news. Now, what are some of the other ways COVID-19 affects the brain? So what COVID-19 does, you know, in the acute phase, we certainly see multiple presentations in terms of what it does. It it is a respiratory virus, so that's the main presentation it has. But the brain is one of the organs that that it does affect. So one of the presentations is what we call an encephalopathy. It's generalized brain dysfunction. And what we mean by that is that the brain is just not able to function correctly. So somebody can be confused or they can be even worse and be in a coma as a result of that. What we think is that the virus is not directly invading the brain, but actually is the inflammatory process is affecting the brain. The other thing, obviously, is ischemic strokes, which is a blocked artery in the brain, as well as what we call venous thrombosis clots in the brain, where the veins of the brain clot off. And there's been also incidences of inflammation uh, of the spinal cord, which are less, less common and relatively rare. So these are some of the effects of it. And of course, we have the headaches and the loss of smell, which is involving part of the nervous system as a result of COVID-19. Now, you just went over a lot of the things I was going to ask you in my next question, but maybe there's a few you can still fill in. What are some long-hauler COVID-19 neurological symptoms that people can experience? Right. So what, what I just described to you is more in the acute phase of the infection. And the second part of this is what, what is called now a post-acute COVID syndrome. And that's probably what we're talking about when we talk about long hauler. That's more of the long-term effects of COVID affecting the nervous system. And these can include fatigue, memory and attention problems, sleep disorder, abnormal sensation in the nerves, in the muscles, headaches, anxiety, depression, and sometimes fluctuation of the autonomic nervous system. So these are some of the reported complications after the initial infection and more of what we call the post-acute COVID syndrome and which would affect in the longer term. I understand that. Is there any way people can help reduce their risk of a COVID-19-induced stroke? So that's been a discussion. And when a patient presents with COVID-19, depending on how severe it is, especially in a hospital setting, 
specific laboratories are checked and perhaps the patients are placed on blood thinners that would potentially reduce the risk of strokes. This may help and certainly we've used that. The other way we deal with that is obviously um, in a patient that has very mild symptoms. However, there's a small percentage that their presentation, in addition to some of their respiratory symptoms, is a stroke. And, and those are certainly the ones that are more difficult to prevent. Sure. Now, how does the Comprehensive Stroke Center treat patients with COVID-19-induced stroke? Is it different than typical stroke care? So what the stroke care for a COVID-19 patient is very similar to a patient who presents without COVID-19. I think what we did initially when the, the pandemic started as a stroke center was we were screening for COVID-19 very early for patients who presented with an acute stroke because we knew there was this hypercoagulable state that's in COVID-19. So the care that's provided is very similar. We go through the same type of treatments, which includes the, the clot-busting medicine, if a larger artery is blocked or if a small artery is blocked, or even thrombectomy, which is when we take a clot out of the brain if it's a large artery block. So we treat them very similarly as a regular stroke in terms of trying to reduce the disability from that stroke. All right. So... Strokes are similar. So what are the signs of stroke that people should look for? So the signs and symptoms of a stroke can be variable. So the brain has different parts and the different parts perform different functions. So that's how a stroke presents, depending on the part of the body that involved, which can be weakness on one half of the body, it could be numbness on one half of the body, it could be loss of vision in part of the vision of a patient, it could be a sudden onset of balance problem and sometimes with a severe headache as well as speech problems. So any of these symptoms can be signs or symptoms of a stroke. Even a headache, interesting. So why is it so important to seek immediate care for a stroke? Over the last decade, our treatments for stroke have significantly improved and we are able to do what in 20 years we were not able to do. We see patients with significant disability who present very early with their symptoms. And at this point, we actually can treat those patients and get them to have significantly better outcomes. So because of these options that are now available, getting expedited evaluation by calling 911 and getting to a stroke center really becomes key in being able to minimize the injury to the brain and maximize the recovery. So I think that really becomes one of the most important things that a stroke is an emergency that needs to be treated like an emergency. Yep. Time is brain. How does the Comprehensive Stroke Center keep patients safe in the hospital? As an advanced stroke center, there are certain guidelines we follow which are recommended by the American Stroke Association. And these guidelines look at the different potential ways that patients who present with a stroke can worsen or can have other medical complications. And that's the goal in a comprehensive stroke center, so that every patient comes to the hospital with a stroke is treated in a standardized fashion so that the risk of the worsening from the stroke or the comorbid conditions reduce the long-term disability. These include preventing blood clots in the leg, developing pneumonia from aspiration. So all these are done on a standardized basis to reduce potential complications of stroke, which at an advanced stroke center like comprehensive stroke centers provide this level of care, as well as the acute nature of the care that I described earlier. That's excellent peace of mind for both the patient and the family. Where can people go to learn more about the Comprehensive Stroke Center? For uh, Long Beach Medical Center and uh, other memorial stroke centers, memorialcare.org slash BFAST is the website that can be reached to get more additional information about what signs and symptoms of a stroke are, as well as what are the treatment options for getting a stroke treated and reduce the disability and potential mortality from a stroke. Once again, that's memorialcare.org slash BFAST. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ramazan, for being on our show today and shedding some light on COVID-induced strokes and long-hauler effects. It's been really great talking to you. Thank you very much. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, just go to memorialcare.org slash podcasts. I'm Deborah Howe. Thanks for listening and have yourself a fantastic day.